Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Court with UC Elite. I'm Coach Stacy, and today I'm here with Coach Linda. What's up, everyone? And today we're going to actually talk about something that's going to hopefully be helpful for our future club members and current club members as well, and that's talking about club season 101, basically the gist of what club volleyball is, what to expect, some of the questions that we've gotten uh, recently, especially during our camps and all that. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, being like an assistant director, I get so many questions, like questions from new club members or new members, new campers, like questions from our current members and kind of just figuring out like what path do we take? How do we define like the process and like where should my athlete go? What's right? What's appropriate? How do we get him or her to the next level so hopefully this episode basically just kind of clears that up helps a couple of parents a couple of athletes kind of have a more defined route on club volleyball yeah definitely so let's go ahead and get started I think the basic thing or the very intro question is what is club volleyball so how would you describe that to our listeners so club volleyball is basically like when you're not playing like high school season what do you do what or middle school season or whatever season that has to do with school like what are you guys doing so club volleyball is like really unique it's a a great experience for athletes who are like trying to do more with volleyball like outside of like school which is like what two three months maybe like longer if you're lucky enough to get into like the playoffs if you're in high school but it gives athletes the opportunity to kind of get out there a little bit more because there's actually so many volleyball players like in the entire country it's like one of the most um like uh, growing sports there are like mm-hmm. i think it might even be surpassing like what basketball like something yeah. like that like i feel like a lot of like high school girls especially because it's a female dominated sport like it's just growing so quickly and like um i think more kids are trying to find ways to like train and with club volleyball you're able to like you know go out there go to different states go to different cities because for example in the area we are like i wouldn't say volleyball is like super huge like i don't i wouldn't say there's a, a lot of successful programs around us but like if you go to places like socal where it's like 10 times more competitive where it's 10 times more bigger where each city has a club team or maybe like each city has more than one club team so it's the opportunity to allow athletes, aspiring athletes at every single level to really go out there and expand their their game and like get get that experience and that exposure to maybe even go to the next level like after like high school for volleyball. Mm-hmm. So if you were to break it down as far as when the season is and talking about like how it complements with like school seasons, how would you break that down? Yeah, so I would say like the most popular age groups right now is probably like 14s to like 16s and that's usually kind of like you're either finishing middle school going to high school or you're already in high school so traditionally i don't think there's any other program that does um high school season and that is in the fall like i feel like all high schools play in the fall so club season is really convenient because there's actually a rule where you can't overlap club season with high school season so club season ends or begins um, I would say, like, November. Like, that's usually when teams start to practice. But let's say you're in NCS. You can practice, but it's like, oh, do you want to practice while you're trying to be in the playoffs? Because, I mean, there is more risk there. But for us, we usually start in November uh, practices if you're on a national team. And the season can go as far as, like, end of May or end, end of June. Mm-hmm. Um, and then high school season is, what, in the fall, Stacey? Yeah, usually we'll start, like, I think tryouts are – either early or mid-August, mm-hmm. and then we start post-season as, I think, like, end of October, and then you just keep playing until you lose. So if you're on varsity, like, you're you're probably going to join later with your club team, mm-hmm. but um, that's pretty much what the typical school season. Now, for middle school, there's probably different times in the year yeah. that they have that. I know around here – it's always changing. So, yeah. you know, but I think for at least CYO volleyball, that's typically usually in the fall as mm, well. Okay. So some you'll see some kids go from CYO volleyball to the, like their school, mm. middle school season. And then 
it might overlap with the club season. So that just depends on, you know, each each school and what league they're in and, mm -hmm. and all that. But yeah. you already mentioned a little bit about national level teams. I think the other question we always get is what's the difference between the different levels of club? Yeah, so I think a lot of clubs, they do things differently. Like some of them, they just have like, they call it power, elite. Like there's a lot of different names and each club is able to make their own rules. But I feel like the way that we split things could be similar. But again, I don't really know how other clubs kind of split their levels. But here at UCLA, we have, we've been having three levels. So it's usually national, regional, premier. Um, this upcoming season, we'll be adding another tier, which is between the national and the regional. So now it goes premier, regional, power, and national. Um, so national is like our most competitive, like um, competitive teams that we offer. So they train the most. They tend to travel the most for tournaments. Um, and they're the ones that are more expected to kind of go out to like qualifiers um, and basically win, like be in gold and win gold. Mm -hmm. Like th that's usually like the expectation. And that's why it's the most competitive because we know most competitive athletes, like they want to go out and they want to win, right? Um, so bring it down to like the power. So, I mean, power has a lot of similar like expectations. Like maybe we go to qualifiers, but we're not really expected to go win and get that bid because it's really hard to get a bid. Like if you think about how many bids there are, and then how many teams are in the freaking division, like not everyone's going to get a bid, right? So it's only like, uh, like, I don't even know, like maybe a handful of girls that get a bid or teams that get a bid at every single tournament. So power is like supposed to give you the same level of competitiveness. Like you're supposed to train hard, train as often. Um, you still get that experience of like going to tournaments, maybe like two to three, like out of state tournaments. Um, but, again, the expectation isn't, like, to really just go out there, get a bid no matter what. It's more so let's be competitive. Let's let's represent UC Elite well to say, like, okay, this isn't, like, our very most top team, but we're going to train like it, mm -hmm. even if we don't always get the results. And then now moving down to regional, regional is a little bit more laxed where um, it's more local in terms of, like, travel, and then it's less time commitment. So, with the regional, I'm not saying that they don't travel it at all, but there are more local tournaments where maybe, like, well, you have one travel tournament where you're going to, like, maybe, like, Reno, which isn't super far because you don't have to fly. Like, for the other power national teams, that like, you're probably going to fly. Mm -hmm. Like, to Reno, you could drive, and then their practice schedule is usually two times a week, so you aren't having to drive as much to, like, the facility. Like, because, you know, parents work all the time, and, like, we have – athletes coming from far like Al Alameda maybe like Piedmont maybe even further right so m having that uh less commitment like and still get having the opportunity to train like at a pretty competitive level like sometimes that's just like perfect for parents mm -hmm. right um and then now moving into like premier so that is like our lowest tier for the levels that we offer at UC Elite so premier is like okay never really played club before but I've I've played at open gyms um, you might have played, like, one season at school, but that's, like, all. Like, that's all the experience you have, and you're kind of looking more so for, like, experience. Like, I'm looking to kind of get to know what club is about without having to, like, be super all-in, like, 24-7. I'm thinking about volleyball. It's more so, again, two practices a week for two hours, and we're just going to um, local tournaments again, which means, like, San Mateo, maybe the Peninsula, like, San Jose, um, Fremont, like, areas like that. And then the furthest uh, that those teams would go is probably, like, Sacramento, which, again, you can make that a day trip if you really wanted to. But, again, all these levels, it's, like, to be able to cater to our athletes but also, like, to the parents who have to take them here and there. Because I feel like with the uh, area we are in, we do have, a, like, a lot of competitive, talented players that deserve to be at the highest level possible. But... Also, we have a lot of athletes who are newer to volleyball. Like, this is our first time really being invested in it. And with UCLA, we try to make something for every single athlete, regardless of how long you played, how how um, uh, beginner you are in your skills. Like, everyone deserves a chance to play volleyball, and that's exactly why we made all these levels. Yeah, and I think even if those levels are a little too much, we still have, like, we offered a practice team this year yeah. or some players were practice players on some of these teams. Mm -hmm. And I think that just helps with their development. And then um, even just looking at what would be best, the best fit for the athlete. Yeah, right? for yeah. sure. 
Um, I think another question we always get is like, what's the typical like tournament schedule? I remember on my on my uh, premier team, I had p- first time parents not knowing what to expect. Mm-hmm. Like, how how would you explain the whole pool play and bracket play during a tournament? Yeah. So usually with tournaments, they'll release it like hopefully more than 40 hours before, but sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Uh, so basically, if it's your first day of a tournament, um, there's like what you said, pool play. And pool play is basically like a mix of seeds. So let's say you're in a seed with one, five, nine, and like 12 or something. Let's say it's a really small pool. So pool play is usually what uh, like the first day of play is like regardless of you go to like elite tournament a qualifier or just like a special event tournament they'll have pool play so it's a mix of seeds and it's basically so you play through the pool plates in order to get to the bracket which is when you know you get um to the gold silver bronze which is what everyone is usually more familiar with so with pool play let's say you're in a a pool of four so out of those four obviously your team wants to be first so that means if you guys win all your games on the first day then you would be the first pool, which means you're a little bit closer to getting to that gold bracket. Okay, so it's kind of like determining like where do you like where do you see like what is your standing like based off of everyone that's in the tournament like where does your team um, end up closer to like the last day of the of the whole competition. So um, usually it's like you have three games that you play on the first day or like any day. The, usually the minimum is like three. And then you have an off where you you get a break because obviously we have to have a break. It's a very long day. It's usually like a six-hour schedule. And then if you're lucky, you'll only have to ref once. If you're unlucky, then you'll probably have to ref twice. So if you guys don't know what, like, refing is, it's pretty self-explanatory. But with volleyball, and I think this is, like, maybe one of the only sports that has, like, the team's ref, um, there's, like, refing assignments where teams are, are expected to ref a different match. So there's, like, down ref. Line judges, book, score, um, libero tracking. So all athletes, all teams are required to do this. If you miss your roughing assignment, I mean, there are consequences where you might forfeit, you might lose points in your next match. So you don't just get, like, three hours off. It's, like, you get one hour of not doing anything and then, like, maybe two, one to two hours of, like, actually roughing a match and then three hours of playing. So there isn't too much free time. But if you're new to club volleyball, like, expect that your athlete is supposed to rev. It's it's not, like, it's not um, optional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think that was the other part where some parents didn't understand that. Yeah. And once they realize, oh, like, I actually have to stay longer. Yeah. You know, like, then they get kind of upset but then once they understand it's a part of like everyone has to do it then yeah. like, they're more understanding after that yeah yeah because roughing isn't like it's definitely not optional like every single team in that in that convention center has to do it and you know it does suck when matches go longer like let's say you're the last match of the day because every match before went to three so yeah it does suck but it's like kind of luck of the draw like some teams could just win or some pools can just go two and done two and done two and done and you'll be out quick but usually volleyball like there's always going to be expect more delays than like being on time like Mm -hmm. that's just (laughs) flat like yeah yeah wow that's a lot that we've covered so far yeah right (laughs) um i think another question that we've gotten is like just the costs like what's the difference between the levels Mm -hmm. um and then what does like the cost really go towards you know yeah so um obviously if you travel more you have a more competitive schedule um practice more then your tuition obviously costs more like all clubs they do it differently like for example some clubs like they'll have their tuition but they won't include the travel the coaches travel until like later on so then clubs have to keep charging parents or uh, like us we do it differently where it's like all inclusive where when you you know get the offer email like it'll say oh this is the range and the reason why we have a range is because we have each team has different um, roster size so here at UCLA we usually require at least 12 minimum but obviously some teams like they add like a 13th or a 14th player so with more players obviously the cost um, is different because it's split differently it's split by more people so obviously it goes down um, we found like this we just always been doing this way because we we think it's much more easier for the parents because we don't want to keep charging parents but we also don't think parents want to keep on paying and like if we're talking like real life reality as like an adult we want to make sure like 
we plan for like that amount right so i think i think in my opinion that's super helpful for the parents because like oh like don't expect to like pay more outside of this because it's an all-inclusive cost and basically the only thing that they have to really plan for is like their own travel their kids travel and um the reason why we don't include travel like in our tuition is because parents have points parents want to use their points to fly like um hotel points and stuff like that and we want to give them that freedom to do so and i think most parents like that because a lot of parents like they work jobs we're like oh my company gets like this deal this special this special discount we're like yeah use it like if it saves you money like sure go ahead and do it um but in terms of what does the club season or the club costs cover um coaches salaries coaches travel your pack your gear package your practices your tournament entry fees like some admin fees and all these things are basically listed out um in your offer email um, like, for example, some teams will, you know, our national teams will probably get, like, huddles. So that's included in their tuition. So that kind of makes their tuition a little bit higher as well. But usually we include everything as much as possible. So later on, parents don't always have to, like, keep, um, like, zelling or keep on, like, charging their credit card and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, when you talked about how the national levels, yeah, they're more expensive and all that. I think cost does come into a factor when when athletes make certain teams right yeah um and it you know sometimes we'll have athletes that maybe they made the national team but when it comes down to it they're like wait logistically like financially it doesn't fit like our our budget or whatever right yeah um what are some of the options that players end up doing i think some of them either if they've made other regional teams or a power team they have those options as well right yeah yeah so if athletes like let's say they either can't afford the national level or they um like they can't come to the schedule or like parents are like oh no like we definitely can't travel this much because yeah it's a really big commitment and it's not just on the athletes but it's the parents like parents play such a big role in like getting the athlete there getting the athlete to be better because you're not practicing you're not gonna get better but then now if you're not there you're like wasting your money basically so again that's the reason why we have so many levels it's like okay if you're talented, you deserve to play, you deserve an opportunity to get better. What other options do we have? And usually what we say is like, okay, like we understand you can't make it work, you can't make it work, but doesn't mean you shouldn't play volleyball at all. Mm-hmm. So that's when we'll recommend like, oh, let's let's try power. Let's try something that's a little lower in cost, um, not as much travel, because maybe it's like, oh, like everything works so well, but it's the travel. So it's like, okay, maybe um, you do power where you're traveling less, but you're still practicing as much. So I would say as a club, we are usually pretty accommodating because, we'll, again, the purpose is to have every athlete play at the highest level that they possibly can. And I think when it comes to, like, being accommodating, I, I would say, like, our club is usually, like, one of the most. Because mm-hmm. I don't really know, again, I don't know how other clubs do it. Like, I don't know how much they're willing to bend and stuff. But, like, again, it's important to us that athletes play volleyball and they train and they get the opportunity. So we try to do our best to, like, make these levels and make it as fine and filtered as possible so they know what they're getting themselves into yeah and i like how you know i've had some girls where um the practice schedule probably didn't fit for them but then they're like oh i think i'm gonna be late on certain days and i'm like well if you let me know ahead of time like we could adjust the practice schedule or whatever but um I, i just love that they're still willing to come in and put in the work you know yeah. or if they have to leave early to go to a game another game or another practice like they're they're able to time manage mm-hmm. and still get the most of what reps they could get at practice to prepare for tournaments yeah um, build that chemistry with the team yeah um, but also um, keep in mind like the other commitments too so mm-hmm. that's been really really helpful yeah yeah um, let's see what what other questions have you heard so far that that we we haven't covered i'm trying to think back to our camps too and parents i run into yeah um uh maybe we just talk a little bit about like like the registration form because i talked to a parent like last week and she just had like a lot of questions like levels basically everything that we're covering um so if you are planning to like try out for ucle like everything on the registration form is like basically tells us a lot about an athlete already so like if you're like oh how do we like how do you know what my daughter has done before like how do you know like what else she has experienced volleyball wise because she was saying like 
oh, my daughter, like, she's played volleyball, but, like, somewhere else. But, like, how would you guys, like, know that? How would you, like, put that into consideration? So, again, if you guys go on the website and you guys, like, look at the registration form, it has so much information about, like, okay, your height, your position. Like, if you don't have one, you would say not applicable. And we would already know, like, okay, if you don't have a position, maybe you're not the most experienced at volleyball. And maybe, you know, we already, like, are gauging, like, okay, you probably have to go to maybe, like, a premier regional team. But let's say, like, a girl, um, another question on, on there says, like, oh, what other programs have you done? Where else have you played? And then you guys could list those things. And we're like, okay, she's played at Club Club A, Club B, Club C before. She's done school. She's done CYO. So it sounds like she's been training all year. So this is us just reading it and not even seeing you play, not, mm-hmm. like, basing it off anything. So it's like we're already trying to gauge where – you may already um, be most appropriate for. So if you have, like, three three years of playing organized volleyball, maybe you'll be on the power national team. Like, that's us gauging. And we use that information to, like, try to get to know players before we actually see the tryout because we want to make the tryout process as seamless as possible. And with more information that we know, it's better of the offer and the better placement that we can get from athletes. So – if you guys look at it, try to be as specific as possible. Like, if you think, like, oh, like, I only played, like, oh, one year of school, and, like, I don't really want to put it put it there, like, because maybe my school's not the best at volleyball, and maybe you're embarrassed, like, put it on there because any information is just going to help you. It's going to help us because it's really hard when there's only two, four, two to four hours of tryouts, and it's like, okay, where are we going to place this girl for the next six-plus months for mm-hmm. volleyball? So, um, just explore that. And if there's anything confusing, like, you guys could also, like, ask us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then I guess the other part to that is how what is our process for tryouts when when kids come in? Basically, like, you know, sometimes people are asking, oh, is it specifically for a certain level? Or, mm. like, what we do is I believe it's the age groups, right? Yeah, yeah. So usually, like, we do the, we have a whole check-in process where you your name, you drop, like, a physical form. Um, so on the form, there's going to be a picture, but if you register for tryouts, you'll get an email about, like, the specifics of that. So right when you get through the door, you're going to be surrounded by a lot of girls that are in your age group. So I want to really talk about how important, like, checking the age chart is. So, like, every single year, like, without fail, there's, like, a 14-year-old girl that comes in, not not young enough to play 14, and we're, like, or, yeah, so she, like, basically missed the tryout for the older. So uh, let's backtrack a little bit. So if you're in high school, 15s to 18s, your tryout is end of July. It hasn't always been like this. This is, like, a more recent change. But I think this has to do with, like, not overlapping with high school. So before it used to be, like, at the end of high school season. But then it's like, oh, girls are getting hurt. Oh, we can't make the tryout because we're in playoff season. So, like, how do we get on the club team? So I'm pretty sure – USA uh, Volleyball was like, okay, how about we have it before um, high school? Because if you guys are already committed to a team, like, after high school, it's like you just go to practice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, like, 50-50 about it because I think it's just really early. It's really early because we're literally going to nationals, and, like, right after you get back from nationals, it's like, oh, three weeks, and you're back into club season. You're on a team. So that's the part that kind of sucks. But I do understand, like, oh, like, what if, like – really good girl she she leads her team and like kills and she can't make it to the tryout because she's literally helping her team like make it to like the ncs championships so it's like okay well i we we usually say like all athletes need to try out you don't try out then that's not fair so we don't care how good you are like you need to come you need to show your face you need to show us why you belong on on a team here so yeah so every year we get a girl that is let's say she registers, she registers for 14, but she's actually not young enough to play 14. So we're like, oh, my God, like you just missed like the 15s tryout. So um, we usually do it by age group, and that's why it's so important to check the age chart. So the way that UC Lee does the tryouts is like we don't we don't have tryouts for specific levels. We don't have like a national tryout. We don't have a regional tryout. We don't have a premier. We don't have any of that. We just have the whole age group. You guys all try out together because you want to be compared to athletes your age. It's mm-hmm. not like – oh, I think I'm national level, so I'm going to go to the specific try- tryout for this age group. But also, that's a lot of tryouts. Like, that's a lot of tryouts. <laughs> if you have one age group and there's, like, four different levels, there's no way. We're not going to get through it in, like, two days. So you we want to be able to compare you with 
girls that are like the same age as you are and then from that that's how we determine okay you are actually like a top tier 14 year old you belong in the national group you probably look a little bit more beginner so we'll put you in the premiere so there's no like oh tr- come to this tryout come to that tryout if you want to make this specific team um athletes actually have like no control over what team that they make obviously if you are if you are trying to make a national team but you're only offer a regional team that's when you only have the choice it's like no i don't want to then you decline the offer because mm-hmm. you want to try for a national team and on the registration it also says like what team are you trying to make are you trying to make a national team are you trying to make a power team are you trying to make a regional team so we already have that like inkling, that expectation that you have that expectation. So we know. So if we're like, if you're trying to make a national team and we think you're regional level, we're probably like, okay, she's probably not going to take the offer. So that, again, just gives us that um, that notice, that heads up about where you're at headspace-wise before you get to tryouts. Because when we do offers, it's like the coach of the 14th national team will offer you. It's not like um, it's not like okay, I'm gonna only talk to the 14 national coach and that's it. Because you're gonna be, you may be approached by multiple levels, multiple coaches at that coach, regional, premier, power, national. But it's really about like, are you gonna actually get chosen or offered for that team? And if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't work out, then maybe that's a different conversation. We could see what the other like options or, or why do we think that level is more appropriate for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think another thing to consider is, you know, if you make a certain team, like now it's what position are you going to play? Yeah. Or like how are you going to develop playing on this team versus that team? Like, yeah. Right? Like, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll talk about some of our athletes that maybe they usually play as a, a hitter for their school team. Yeah. But when they come and play club, what if they're not the, the tallest hitter? Yeah. You know, then they might have to change positions. Yeah. You know? Um, so that those are like little things you have to like kind of consider mm-hmm. when you're looking into like okay where am I gonna play right yeah um, for sure like I not not that I've had suit like a lot of experience like my team wise but like m- my job Matt's job it's like we try to build teams for all our coaches it's like we're we're looking we're like okay we think this girl this we think that girl that and um, We've had a lot of, like, iffies, like, oh, I don't know, because I don't want really want to be a libero. Uh, I want to be an outside, mm-hmm. which is, like, mm-hmm. two very different positions. And, I mean, at that point, it's really up to the athlete. It's, like, you are you are offered a libero position on the national team, which is, like, you're going to get competitive practices, competitive competition. But let's say you are trying to make your varsity team as an outside. Okay, maybe it's time to reconsider things because – We'll say if you want to go past, like, high school, maybe you should try converting to a libero. But are you open to it? Like, let's think past it now. Um, but if your goal is, to, like, to solely just play club for high school, then, yeah, maybe you should find a team, maybe not a national team, maybe a power regional team that will take you as as an outside. And, again, like, it's really up to the to the athletes what you guys want for your own future and your own development. But usually, like, our like our coaching staff like we always want to do what we think is best for the athlete and we'll be honest like if we think like oh you're not gonna you're probably not gonna get a lot of playing time or like i don't we don't really see you playing outside on our roster this season like we'll make you a better recommendation we'll be honest about it because we wouldn't take you and just like oh yeah you're gonna be an outside and then convert you to a libero because let's be honest like that happens in college like all the time and like college is like a whole different game like um, I had uh, Tati. She committed to Fullerton as an outside. They asked her to be a libero. And it's like, oh, I didn't see that coming because all her life she's been training as an outside. But if you want that playing time, got to convert to a libero. And it's more so about us, like, preventing that and getting you guys more um, uh, prepared for those moments so you don't have to go through it when you're at the highest level possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think moving on, like, you know, we talked about club, but, you know, when they think about it, what happens if club isn't the right fit? Like, maybe it's too competitive for an athlete. Like, what are some of their options that they have? Yeah, so a lot of parents, sometimes they're, like, they're just too overwhelmed with club. Like, oh, this is a lot of money. This is a lot of commitment. Like, my work schedule, like, you know, everyone has a different family situation. So, again, all about having opportunities for athletes and every single kind of athlete. So, 
we do have a couple of options um if you're 14 under because usually it's like oh they're young i don't know if they're gonna love volleyball this much to want to train this much and to spend every other weekend playing volleyball so um in the fall we actually have fall ball so basically a breakdown of fall ball uh, it was created to obviously give training to athletes who aren't playing in the fall like let's say you're in middle school and you have that weird spring season like yeah you play in the spring um what are you gonna be doing in the fall because there's no club in the fall like club is in the spring as well so fall ball is basically like a very very laxed like chill version of club volleyball so if you never played club before like i usually recommend that parents athletes they do fall ball to kind of get like a little taste of it so with fall ball uh, we don't have tryouts. We're calling it evaluations. Evaluations to get placement. So there's two-hour evaluation. After the eval, eval you're going to um, get an email to get placed on a team. And then you look at the practice schedule. Can you do it? Can you not do it? If you can't do it, then we'll try to find you another team. Again, try to accommodate you. Um, if it just doesn't work out at all, then there's other things that I'll talk about later. Um, so practice two times a week. You get your own team. You get your own coach. So you're still in that team environment. Um, you may have to play a different position. Like, honestly, fall ball is so chill where if you're a libero aspiring to be an outside, like, that's maybe your opportunity to do so. And we also offer, like, a like a in-house scrimmage. So it's not like you guys are traveling outside the UC League facility to go play other club teams, and maybe that's something you want. But with fall ball, it's like you still get the competition, but it's with all of our other fall ball teams. And that's going to be, like, four four hour like jamboree scrimmages i guess that's what you would call it and this is specifically for 14 u teams um but usually i would say like 90 percent of the fall players end up being a uc league club member because they're like okay i like it like this is doable like it's not long commitment either it's like short term some of our camps are longer than two months but it's really good for the parents, but also for the athletes to, like, get that chance to fall in love with volleyball, but also, like, test the waters mm -hmm. with it. Um, moving forward, if you're not into volleyball or you're just older than 14U and you didn't make your high school team, we have clinics. Like, this past year, we've had clinics every single, like, Saturday. Like, every single Saturday, like, all year round. And it's usually, like, rising stars, co-ed libero, co-ed setting, co-ed hitting. Uh, we also uh, just started, like, co-ed serving. So if you're an athlete who wants to work on specific skills, like this is even for club members who like, oh my God, like I want to be in a six rotation outside, but I need more passing reps. So mm -hmm. I'm going to go to the libero clinic. So this is another opportunity if you're not able to do fall ball, but also if you're looking for more training. Um, we usually have this out like, it's like a two month commitment again. It's every Saturday, which is like what, eight sessions. So it's not too much. And it's usually on the weekends when parents are free. And it's not super long either. So it's very like low maintenance, but you get those reps and you're getting better because you're adding to your training. Um, if that doesn't work out for you and you need something that's even more specific to your training, like we also offer private lessons like all year round. So private lessons are, they could either be one-on-one -on -one or they could be semi-private where you could do like six to one coach. Um, so private lessons are really cool because it's one hour. I know it's a lot shorter, but imagine just one person getting reps for like one straight hour and the session is completely uh, created for that athlete. So let's say you're middle and you want to work on blocking, but let's say the team you're on or like the reason why you couldn't make a team was because you lacked like blocking fundamentals. That one hour you could do literally straight blocking. And if you think about how many touches you get, you'll get so many touches because you're not splitting with anyone. Like you might get gassed actually where you need to continue to train continue to get those touches um but i think private lessons really do work out well for athletes because you see the biggest difference mm -hmm. like you'll do maybe like two twice a month because you're getting the reps that you aren't getting at practice because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie like with my team i don't do like more than like 10 minutes of blocking because it's so tiring but it's blocking is only like um uh, it only relates to like some girls on my team. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, I'm not getting them in practice. Where else can I get them? Um, and then semi-privates, I think those are super um, beneficial because you can do so many more drills. Like if you get six girls on your team to do a private, like a semi-private, it's like you guys are training together to be better, but also getting those extra reps to get that chemistry and you're able to do more drills where if you are lacking situationally, like, oh my God, like I'm bad at reacting. Like I'm bad at like, reading the ball in rally and like running balls down that's exactly what you want to do and i would say like 
private lessons are luxury. Like, you don't need private lessons, but doing them is, like, it's probably going to make, like, the biggest difference for athletes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I had a conversation with a parent um, recently. They were more concerned about, you know, what if the camp is too much in a sense where the their athlete was overwhelmed. I actually recommended private lessons because they're just starting off and then maybe they could just focus on building a little confidence but also the basic fundamentals so that they're ready to go into our clinics and yeah. and be in a bigger group setting with other people. Yeah. I know sometimes it could be tough for kids that are trying new things and they get discouraged so easily because they yeah. see the progress of uh, other people like the whole comparing thing you know yeah and it's tough because you know you want to try and nurture their like love for the game mm -hmm. and don't like um don't allow them to discourage be discouraged mm -hmm. from it um so this parent that i talked to like they just love that idea and i think even in having that conversation he realized that oh i have other options to help my daughter be successful yeah. you know so that's always good yeah and like i think a private lessons it's like it doesn't matter like how beginner you are or how advanced you are it's like even if you think you're at your peak there's always something better to work on like let's say like you're middle and you want to work on running slides and you don't get that practice at practice it's like okay you want to be better you want to you want to up your game like go get those private lessons and like run slides for an hour and then boom you'll see like oh my god like I feel like I got 70% better because I got 70, 80% more reps. And sometimes that is true. Like, athletes that are new, like, they just need, like, I just need that one-on-one -on -one attention. Like, I don't want to look at other athletes, like, execute it perfectly and, like, I cannot do it myself. Mm -hmm. So, but, again, sometimes you only need one to two lessons and you're like, I got it down. Yeah. I got it down. <laughs> and you're like, I'm ready. Ready to go back into the clinics. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that's the best way to to kind of help your athletes. And I think if parents, you know, are more open to uh, just reaching out to us, like, you know, our programs email and stuff like that, like giving us details about what would the best recommendation, like we, we're always able to steer them in the right way, you know? Yeah. Um, I think even we had a camper that was at, I think this like the 17, 18s camp and was just overwhelmed by the, yeah. the skill level, you know? Mm -hmm. And once the parents and the athlete talked to us, like, like where are the other options like we we definitely like you said are trying to accommodate so that the athlete's development is yeah. is the priority so yeah that's always good yeah for sure um but like you said like how do you know where your daughter belongs right like that's like another question that we always get it's like oh my daughter's done like some grass she's played at the park um tried tried out for her school team didn't make it like where does she go and um, I think all athletes are different. Like, you could play volleyball for one year and then, boom, just be a pheno like phenomenon. Like, I'm not saying, like, you need to play volleyball for three years and then you're ready for the national level. Like, it doesn't work like that because athletes' development is so different and we all progress differently. Um, but, like, having that communication and, like, maybe if you are really trying to get your athlete into – volleyball and, and you really see it being like their sport like this is my sport and this is what I want to dedicate my time to um make sure you talk to a coach like tell us everything that your daughter has done only camps only been on a team for two years uh, at school fine perfect this is exactly where you should go I would say most of the time our recommend recommendations like work well but I'm not saying like everything works great because obviously we need to see the athlete to kind of get a better gauge but um, if you're one of those parents that don't know or you're kind of overwhelmed, like, oh, my God, you see has so many options. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, make sure you guys give us a call. Like, explain it to us. And we usually make the best recommendations. And, like, sometimes the recommendations we give might not even work for your schedule. So then we'll go, okay, so what does work for your schedule? And then we'll go from there. Because I think if you're new to volleyball, your athlete's new, your and you're a new parent, like, you're going to need a little more guidance as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think this is why we're doing this episode and yeah. putting it out there like to hopefully answer some of the questions that are probably in their head yeah. but haven't like fully processed everything and then maybe this is giving them a, a better idea of 
what the club season uh, looks like. Yeah. Um, moving on, you know, we didn't get a chance to talk about boys yet yeah. either, but they're they're also like in the same process with with the season, just kind of opposite of girls. You want to go ahead and touch base about that? Yeah. So our trial process for boys is similar. Like you try out with the age group. Um, since our boys program isn't as big as our girls, like I would definitely say it's growing. Um, we don't actually have like levels. Like we don't have national premiere whatever for boys. We just have boys teams. Like we just we don't Age call groups, it yeah, right. we just don't really call it anything. Um, but for the most part, our boys program, because it's growing, like most of our boys teams they do the same schedule where they do power league and then if they wanna go into the postseason and go to like Far Westerns. So Far Westerns is a national qualifier and that's where you could get a bid to go to nationals. If they want that, if they think their team if coaches think their teams are good enough to get to that level then we'll extend the season but other than that boys usually don't travel as much there are travel tournaments but like i said our boys programs are growing i mean i obviously think like our boys teams are getting better and more competitive um where you know we're in contention with those bigger clubs that have more established boys teams so we're getting there um in the future once we grow it could be you know we do throw in like a travel tournament to maybe like socal or maybe we go to utah for something but right now that's kind of just not where we're at um so if you guys don't know about ucla boys like we usually get boys who are like newer to volleyball like oh i just i want to play for my high school team like that's my main goal how do i do that i'm gonna play boys club um but yeah so the boys they play in fall so they play when the girls play high school season and their season is a lot shorter like tryouts are in august and their season, their regular season ends, like, right before Christmas. And their postseason would start after that. Year to year, like, the tournament dates, they vary a little bit. So, you this year, I think it could be a little bit longer because, like, Far Westerns may be in, like, late January instead of early January, which means um, Nationals could also be a little bit later. But it it's those things aren't really up to us. It's really up to USAV. But that's basically the gist of boys here at UC Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just excited that they're growing because I think even yeah. outside a club, it's getting a little more popular with the high schools, you know, um, and stuff like that. So it's nice to see the interest and, and, all yeah. that. and, you know, some of it's stemming from like, Oh, there's rising stars, kids that, yeah. you know, or kids at the clinics like, Oh, they want to start playing club. Yeah. 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 And I think like most of it is like, oh my friend my friend plays volleyball and mm-hmm. he makes it look mm-hmm. so fun like i want to play and i want to compete too and i think yeah it is like rising stars i feel like those kids like they're really competitive and like they're like okay i want this to be my sport and i know like last year we probably had like one boys team in each age group so 13 to 18s and i feel like this upcoming season i feel like this might be the first time we have multiple boys mm-hmm. or multiple um boys teams in an age group which yeah. is like super exciting because we never had that before yeah so yeah. i'm looking forward to to that as yeah, well. yeah me too because you know? it's coming up yeah and then even just the like the little siblings of of players that are um wanting to be ready to play yeah you know for for us yeah um uh, moving on what would you say is advice for athletes and parents going into tryouts and a club season yeah um I would say, like, for athletes, you guys should it, you guys should be preparing. Like, obviously, if you want to be successful at something, there has to be, like, a lot of preparation. Like, usually people don't just, like, chill and then become successful. Like, it has to be – there has to be work ethic behind it. So if you guys aren't already, like, try to register for camps. You guys need to get familiar with, like, UCLA, our coaches, our environment, and we want to get to know you too. Like, when – I go to tryouts, like, just me specifically as a coach. If I've seen this girl train at this facility because I'm, like, here every day, like, for the past two months, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel better about offering her. I feel like I know her more. I feel like I have a better gauge of her progression and her development because I've physically seen it. It's not like I'm seeing it for two hours. So if you guys aren't yet, like, please try to do, like, some UCLA programs. Like, we have so many summer programs. Like, there has to be something for everyone, honestly. Um. And then when you come to tryouts, like, it's going to be very nerve-wracking. Like, we always say this, like, to kick off the trial, it's like, don't be nervous. Like, because it's really hard to evaluate an athlete when we know it's, like, anxiety. Like, you're not comfortable. And when you're not comfortable, you don't – 
you don't operate at 100%. Like, this is my absolute best. And we want to be able to get that out of athletes so we get a better better gauge of how it'll be for the rest of the season. Like, if you're messing up because you're mentally nervous, it's like, oh, it's hard. He's like, like I feel like this girl is way better than she she's showing me right now, but it's just, like, the nerves in her. But, I mean, that's also a reason why we have a two-day trial, and I feel like we're maybe one of the only clubs that has that is because, yeah, we understand that athletes are really nervous on the first day but get that out of the way the first day and second day come back like you already know the facility you know the coaches you saw us the day before and like show us a better version of yourself Mm -hmm. but i'm not saying that it's going to be like that for all athletes but when you get new athletes when you get athletes from different clubs here for the first time that's when you start to like okay maybe she's not doing her best today hopefully we'll give it a better chance tomorrow so try your best to calm the nerves like we want to see your best volleyball we want to see you be loud like like turn our heads like be loud like make me say like oh my god who is that girl that just screamed for that ball who is that girl who just ran from one side of the court to the other side of the court to get that ball like you want to show us that but if you're timid if you're shy you're gonna be a little bit more hesitant and that's the last thing we want to see we (laughs) don't want to see people go and then stop right so already coming with that mentality like if there's one thing i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go for every ball i'm gonna call every ball like i'm gonna try to hit every ball i'm gonna try to jump serve every ball because i'm really good at jump serving and like uh, displaying like what you think is your best aspect of volleyball like what do you think you get best to a team and display that in the two hours two to four hours that you have um but for parents um i've seen a lot of parents at tryouts a lot of them there's different parents there's that coaching parent where their kid comes back around gets back into the line the parents coaching them like hey call that ball or like hey reach higher it's like those coaching parents and like I love, like, the enthusiasm. I love, like, the passion. And, like, I know parents want their kids to be the most successful. But it's like, okay, we're trying to gauge the athletes without their parents. Like, because in the volleyball game, we're probably not going to let you really coach your daughter or coach your son. Mm-hmm. Like, we want to see your athlete operate on their own. And I think you we won't know unless, like, the parents are just, like, being supportive. It's like, yeah, you could talk to your kid during water break, but after they got to come back to us and they got to be themselves and, like, I feel like sometimes parents do add anxiety to it too. It's like their parents might want them to like, oh, you need to do really good today because you need to make the national team. And then they're like, oh my God, that's even more anxiety because you don't want to let your parents down, right? And then there's parents that maybe like they're not even in the facility. Like parents are like, or the athletes are like, mom, can you just leave and pick me up later because you you already make me nervous. And then like I think giving your athlete that freedom it's like, okay, like I'm here to support you and I'm here to give you what you want. I know it's a nervous day and I don't want to make it worse. But like, I understand parents want to watch. They want to, you know, get to know the club and, you know, how do the coaches speak? Like, they want to know those things too. I would say, like, pop in. Maybe um, you don't need to be see, like, your athlete doesn't need to see you. You could be in the corner hiding because we know that this experience and this decision has a lot to do with them as well. So, I mean, again, try to compromise compromise with your athlete like hey i'll come the second half yeah okay um and then another or more advice i would give for parents like definitely ask the questions you need like definitely ask ask it like how does this work how does that work like what kind of or if you have a question about a coach like my daughter's trying to make your team can you tell me how you do things what I mean, if you know a lot about volleyball, what kind of defense do you run? What kind of offense do you run? I mean, I know a little bit, a little bit about volleyball. Or, like, um, what's your tournament schedule like? If those things are important to you, try to take the time to ask. I mean, coaches, we're probably going to be um, approached by many athletes and mer- many, like, parents. But it's for us. I feel like if a parent approaches me, like, I'm going to know their daughter. Like, it's like, okay, athlete to parent – this is what they talk to me about. This is what's important to them. So now that I know, because if I'm interested in them, I'm going to, I'm going to note it down in my head. So make sure you guys are asking the right questions, like, and getting to know how we do things at the club and if that really works for you. Cause there's a lot of options out there. And I know for sure, I know a lot of the athletes are going to multiple clubs. So, um, we're usually really approachable and we want to make sure that we give you guys the right information as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, I think another thing for parents to consider is, you know, if they really want to know who who our coaches are, like we we we've had episodes here mm-hmm. on the podcast that gave a little bit of background on uh, most of the coaches that are coming back for a, another season. Um, our Instagram is fulfilled with like a lot of information on what um, our coaches have done at, at 
the tournaments that they've coached uh, yeah. in previous seasons. So there's definitely a lot of information for them to be able to look us up and, and all that too. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, you walk into the UC, UC facility and then you walk past like, I don't even know how many banners we have, like our 15 banners yeah. of nationals <laughs> or whatever. Like, and you, you just see like, oh my God, like, all these teams and all these coaches like they must be good because they have all these banners and i mean yes yeah obviously like it's not easy to get a bit like i said but it's like if you know your athlete does not respond well to like yelling or your athlete does better with yelling it's like don't you want to try to play for a coach that kind of matches that Mm -hmm. like if you played for a club team before and you felt like your coach was too passive and you need someone that's more like not angry but just like more on on you about things it's Mm -hmm. like go find that coach don't just assume like the the national coach is like oh we're all we all have the same tone we all like coach the same way i would say we're definitely um more like urgent and like we we do get on maybe we get on our athletes a little bit more because there's more expectation expectation when you're on a national team and maybe like we are all like that but we don't we don't we aren't the same people like is what i'm trying to say like all of our national coaches are different and we give something different and we emphasize different things but we all try to get the same like result and you could either do really well with a yelling coach or you could falter with a yelling coach or you could really rise to the occasion with a yelling coach and you'll play stagnant with a passive coach but it's really about what is best for you like what do you think is best for you and this is something i always tell my girls it's like I'm always going to support you, like, regardless of what you decide, but I want to make sure that you guys are making the right decision, like, you know what kind of athlete you are, and that you are doing what you think is best, like, what you need is what you're going to get, and just being sure about that. Yeah. 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 You know, the other thing I love about us here at UC Elite is just the support that coaches have for each other. Yeah. Like, we're always, like, constantly helping each other, um, even if it's to help develop other athletes on other teams that we don't coach you know Mm -hmm. it's because we want what's best for them and we want them to to be successful and all that so I think that's something our parents our listeners should know our athletes uh future athletes too like you know we're that type of club where um you, you ask any of the other coaches like they pretty much across the board they just love being here because of the camaraderie that we bring as a coaching staff yeah it's really funny because like I'll, like, scrimmage, like, today I scrimmaged 17 mat, and, like, I feel like I know so many of those girls, but I know a lot of club members. Like, this could be anyone I'm playing uh, against, but it's, like, I'll see one of the girls. I don't know. I I have something in my head, but I'm not going to say her name. Um, It's, like, I noticed her do an error, but obviously, like, my team, like, I'm with my team. It's, like, I will literally yell that error of, like, you need to do this because even though you're trying to beat my team right now, like, I'm still going to try to help you because it's, like, we're all going to the postseason. Like, I want to see you successful in Chicago. So even though you're not my athlete, I'm still going to tell you how to be better. Yeah. At the end of the day, I want you to be better because you play for the club and you you represent UC Elite. doesn't matter who you play for, but I'm going to make sure that you do better. And I think all our coaches are like that. Like, we're all really comfortable with coaching each other's players, like, all the time. And, like, I'll talk to Vivian, and she'll be like, you know, like, your player just needs, like, a higher elbow. And I was like, yeah, no, Vivian, I agree. Like, you know, next time you're in my practice, like, just let her know. Because I I tell my girls, like, you need to take feedback from every single coach. You're hearing probably the same stuff from me because there's only – I mean, I wouldn't say I'm limited in the way I explain things, but it's, like, sometimes it's just frustrating to hear from, like, Conan, Vivian, Joe, Matt, like, Mm -hmm, someone mm -hmm. that you don't hear every single practice. So, yeah, I mean, I think all our coaches are super helpful, and I think that's just, like, a plus for all of our club members. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. And I think the cool thing is when we're at the tournaments supporting each other, you know, like the last one, Bayview. Yeah. We had so many teams there, and it was kind of cool to see how – you know, my, my 12 premier team was there, and then they, they got to see me with my 14s. And yeah. then they got to see, like, the big girls play, and, like, their eyes were just like, whoa, like, this is, like, higher-level volleyball. Yeah. And then these are some of the athletes in our club. Um, I think I remember one time uh, we my 12s team had to switch up practice, but they ended up being on a side court, and then I think um, they saw one of the older kids hit the ball, mm-hmm. and they're like, how do they hit the ball so hard you know like yeah i was like you know they were in your shoes at one point starting yeah. off in 11s and 12s and if you just keep working hard like 
and with the right coaching and the work ethic like you'll you'll get there too so yeah it's always nice to see yeah i love that like our teams like inspire each other like like even i was like playing with my team and like when when i hit the ball because i'm super short like all i think everyone on my team is like taller than me but when i hit the ball they're just like whoa and i'm like <laughs> yeah you could be five point and hit it like that too but you guys gotta keep on working at it so yeah i love that yeah all right. Well, to wrap up our episodes, uh, our episode, um, why don't we give the listeners like some of these upcoming dates with our tryouts and upcoming season? Yeah. So if you are 15U to 18U, your trial is going to be uh, July 28th and 29th. So that is a Friday and Saturday. Part of it being a two days is because we know there's other club tryouts like everyone else in the Bay Area, maybe in the rest of the state northern california is having trials on the same day probably at the same time um so you can't make both you can at least go to one because i don't think a lot of clubs have tryouts on friday um so yeah those are for the older kids if you are 14 and under it's going to be october 13th and 14th again two days friday saturday um if you are boys it's going to be um august 19th and it's only one day just because we usually get less boys so it's a little bit easier to evaluate and place you guys because there's less of you to look at so it's easier on us um if you are a national if you make a national team your practices will start probably in november if you're um sorry national power may start in november if you are on a regional premiere expect to start your season in december because i think a lot of parents are like oh when do we start because i got vacation winter break like we got plans we got trips going on so marking down your calendar now there's no excuse <laughs> there's no excuse to miss mm -hmm. and then our premier team that's usually like january yeah so start, right yeah we usually have some like it really just like depends like if we have a lot of athletes that inquire like maybe they're like oh my god i didn't even know there's tryouts because we did get that we we're like we didn't even know and i was like you know we try our hardest to get the word out there but yeah there are some athletes that are so new to where they they're not even informed and if you happen to be one of those athletes later on you just like forget or you just decided to play volleyball like after tryouts like we do have teams that start even later which is like in january um so again we have so many options for all athletes yeah yeah and then fall ball did we mention fall ball oh, yet yeah. um fall ball your trial is going to be on october 12th if i'm correct it's going to be a week before the boys again it's going to be very august august, august right? yeah, yeah august okay august 12th sorry, okay. august 12, sorry. <laughs> um and then it's going to be two hours and again this is just basically evaluation placement don't really have to be nervous just show your best volleyball and then we'll send you an offer email that way yeah 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 so yeah i think that pretty much wraps up like what we're uh finishing off with our season yeah and going into the next club season and yeah. it's coming up fast but really fast. you know this episode was to helpfully help a lot of people be more aware of what the typical club season is yeah if you guys have any questions like any of the listeners like we're always open like dm you could always email us like we get emails every day about trials like when is it how much is it what's the practice schedule and you know all those things will come like you don't even really need to know the practice schedule until you make the team so i mean you'll get there when you get there but you need to know when the tryouts are and how to how to register which is on the uc Loop website if you guys can't find it make sure you email us so we could just directly link you it'll be so much easier <laughs> yeah. yeah cool well is there anything else you want to say linda um i want to say i mean i'm gonna be going to national so i'll be back like i don't even know like after the first week of july but i mean i look forward to this upcoming season like i know there's so many girls that are currently in our camps that are from different clubs and that just means like there's just new talent and i love seeing like new players like i i love all of our uc Lee, i love seeing them here i love it and what makes me the most excited is like all the other athletes that are coming like the ones i don't even know about the new talent the the new eager ones and i just want to say if you guys you know are interested about um playing here at uc Lee, um and you you don't or you don't know you want to play for uc Lee, i'm just gonna say just go out there like come out and see us like and if you have issues with tries where you can't make it for some reason you know summer vacation like email us it's not that it's not the end and we want to make sure that you guys have the opportunities because it's not your fault that 
you booked uh, a vacation before tryouts and we want to make sure that we see you and you get your opportunity to like really shine here and you know come in with determination come in with your best effort with your best self and that's all the coaches ever want to see yeah well thanks linda for being on this episode of course um i always enjoy our time yeah on these these episodes it's always fun and very informative and and all that yeah so we'll see you guys hopefully a tryout don't forget to register yeah be sure to register online Mm -hmm. www.uclevbc.com and be sure to follow our podcast all our social media stuff there's going to be tryout information there and i guess this is going to wrap up the episode so we'll catch you on the next one see ya thank you